0: Welcome to Career Tools. Yep, you heard it right, Career Tools. Today's cast, how to handle location in an interview. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, and welcome to, yes, Career Tools. Career Tools is a new weekly podcast from the same folks who bring you manager tools each week. Whether you're a manager or not, Career Tools is focused on actions you can take to grow and enhance your career. Whether you're interested in jumpstarting a stalled career or sharpening your edge, Career Tools is the podcast for you. Now, if you listen listening to Manager Tools, our other podcast, we'll be including Career Tools in the Manager Tools feed for a limited time, kind of as a way of introducing you to the new cast. If you want to continue to receive Career Tools, you're going to need to go to the Manager Tools website, www.managertools.com, and sign up for Career Tools. And of course, as you might expect, we encourage you to do so. So with that, what are we going to talk about on our first Career Tools cast? Well, today, we're going to talk about a simple way to handle the interview in question. What's your location preference? And many people lose great job opportunities because they don't know how to talk about where they want to work without scaring the recruiter. And believe it or not, there's a right way to do it. It's okay to prefer a certain area, but you've also got to reassure the recruiter that your choice isn't only about location. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. Here we go. there are some people right now listening who are saying to themselves, but why would they ask me where to, I want to work if I'm interviewing with them where the job is? Yeah. And in, in that situation, you're right. They
1: wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't get asked the question.
0: Right. Okay. But I guess what I think you mean to say though, is that the premise of their question is just too narrow, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. A yeah. Problem.
1: There are many, many interviews that are conducted in a particular location for a particular job. And the question of location preference never comes up. To- totally right. Um, and I would argue that if you get if you don't get this question uh, and you're wondering why your career is is not doing better it's often because many, many companies consider those people who really want to have a great career who want to grow, who want to get promoted as often as possible for mid to larger size companies that span states or countries or regions of the world um, you're going to have to move around and and so if you're never getting asked there they may in fact be sending you a message regarding. Developmental potential. Not always true. Some firms are headquartered in one location. That's where all the jobs are. You know, if you're a corporate lawyer and there's only one corporate headquarters and there's no lawyers in any other site in the country, well, then okay. Um, but, but people make the mistake, have the mistaken belief that the only place you can work is at headquarters or at the site you're at. And if there are other places, developmental people often get asked whether or not you'd be willing to move. That said, um, for many people, the question of location preference doesn't come up. Um, but because of that, because it doesn't come up, people forget that there are three situations where it will, and at least one of them could apply to everybody. And in those situations, the question does come up and you got to know how to handle it. And if you, if you know, it's so, so yeah, it's possible. And yet it's based on a false assumption and we want to make sure everybody understands what those assumptions are.
0: Okay. So, so we do, we do need to know how to answer it. right. So, okay. So exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let's lay out the cast. What we're going to talk about here.
1: Okay. Um, we've got seven points. Uh, I do think we'll move pretty quickly through it, but you know, me in interviewing, um, I feel strongly about this stuff and it's just, it's too bad that people stumble in interviews when they'd be great in the job. So look, uh, point number one is we want to go over the three situations where it actually could come up. And one of them is critical for 99% of our listeners. Number two is the question itself. How does it come? How does it sound right? Uh, and then point three is, okay, what's the best answer to that question? And it's very simple. It's very straightforward. It has two parts. Um, number four, we're going to talk about why the caveat, which is the second part of your answer is so, so important. It's just, it's dangerous to leave it off. Um, number five, we're going to talk about having an exception, right? There are exceptions to the perfect answer and, and it's okay to have an exception. Number six is it's okay to have an exception as long as you're okay with the consequences of your exception, And then number seven is there's often a potential follow-up question and we want to share how you handle that one as well.
0: God, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, and, well, yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess it, yeah, it strikes me because every time we, we talk about interviewing, um, it's clear that there's, there, there's always this game within the game. Um, there, there's a lot more than meets the eye when it comes to interviewing. Yes. Yes. Um. And, and you know what? We'll probably go into more detail
1: than most experts. If you go out and look on the web for how to handle the location question, you'll get some career expert. Um, and you know, and I admit, you know, some people say, "Gosh, he, he rants a lot." I, I admit that sometimes I get I get frustrated. But I read these people that are experts. It's it's sad. I think some young person is going to follow that advice. The advice is half baked or it's not clear. Or oh, I, I even I read people that say that in interviews, if you don't get good questions, you should ask the interviewer questions so that you can end up steering the conversation to what you want to talk about. I mean, it's mind-boggling. These are people clearly have, who haven't interviewed or don't know, haven't talked to recruiters about about what to expect. They're just they're just spouting in general on based on their brilliant knowledge. Right. You know, when we want to give guidance. We, we not only want to help people understand, hey, look, here's what the company is looking for, but we also want everybody to understand the rationale, right, for a question or or for a line of, of, of questions or discussion that, that companies have with you. And if you understand the question, if you understand why the question is being asked, you understand what the, what the best answer could be, assuming you can deliver that truthfully, um, and, and, you know, that, that's the fundamental starting point, you've got to be truthful – the issue is if the more you know about the what and the why and the how, the easier it is to address curveballs or, or when your situation is a bit unusual and you want to know how to present that to somebody. To your point about the game within the game, if you know that game
0: within the game, it's much easier to adjust. Right. Exactly. It's like, it'd be like playing without, without that perspective. It'd be like playing baseball and, and getting up to bat and having two strikes and, not knowing quite that maybe after the third strike, you're not at bat anymore,
1: right? Yeah, or, or okay, let's assume, right, let's assume everybody knows that, that there's three, three strikes, but let's also assume that when it's when you have two strikes, you can assume the next pitch is not going to be a strike, and yet if it's close and the pitcher's having a good game, you ought to know that you better be swinging to at least foul it off. You know, more and more nowadays when people watch baseball games, you hear the, the, the commentators say, boy, he had a great bat, well, the guy got out, but he made the pitcher throw 13 pitches. Right, right. Then that's a right? right. Yeah. You've got to understand that. And, you know, you mentioned baseball. I'm sure I've mentioned this recently, but but I'll, I'll say it again. It's the old joke of the two people who come into the game in the fourth inning who clearly don't know anything about baseball. And they're walking down the aisle to their seats, and they turn to somebody and say, what's the score? And the guy says, nothing, nothing. And the one guy turns to his other buddy and says, see, we didn't miss anything, right, which is just right. the dumbest thing in the world about a baseball game. Four innings with no score. Is exciting, right? It's like
0: a soccer game with no score at halftime. I mean, that's exciting. Right. Well, it's only exciting if you know the game. And that's what Yeah, we're talking. exactly. Right. So so we're talking about, okay, interviewing is yeah. this artificial reality designed to keep people out. Yeah. It's a game. Yep. Let's, know that, let's yep. understand the rules and let's understand how the game within the game so we can be effective and successful.
1: And don't you agree? L- l- let me ask you something here. Don't you agree- that it's okay for us to be a little not not
0: angry but frustrated when people say well I don't want to play the game. Yeah, frustrated and and disappointed only cuz we yeah. see great people who do who do a great job wherever there's a company that's a great fit for them in a location mm-hmm. that's great fit for them. Mm-hmm. And they don't get the offer because they're I'm sorry. They they're stupid during the interview. Right. And they don't play the game. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. They're not willing to play the game of interviewing. They're saying, I, I'm above this. I, I don't buy into this concept. The, it's almost like they want to be professional anarchists, right? I, I don't buy into that part of the the, the the professional world that I'll have to interview. I know I'm not good at interviewing. I'm not good at being persuasive. Or as some people say, I'm too humble to talk about myself that way. Okay, fine. That's fine. And there are consequences of that. You're not going to get the job that you might think is ideal don't complain that it's the system though right because this system's been around for a while and even though the system's not great it's going to continue being around for a while it's like taxes
0: right so, right anyway okay so if you're rebellious of the the phrase about playing the game if that if that bothers you then I, I don't know hopefully we've we've convinced you to pay a little bit of attention and and playing the game matters when it comes to your success yep. in interviewing Okay, so on to our first point here, which is, what are the three situations where this question, the the location preference question, applies?
1: Yeah, and of course, that begs the question of when it doesn't apply. For the majority of interviews, not for the majority of professional developmental interviews, but for the majority of interviews that happen every day in many, many places, whether they're five minutes long, I've seen those happen, or whether they're an hour and a half, for the majority... Not the important ones, but just the majority of them. There's an assumption that you're being interviewed for a job in the location where the job is done, right? If you know that, then, basically, if you and your interviewer have a shared assumption, then you're unlikely to get the location preference question. Fine, good. And, of course, that's, unfortunately, part of the problem of this. You don't get asked because the recruiter or manager assumes you know where the job is, which is here, <laughs> and you wouldn't be here in the interview unless the location is was acceptable to you. Fine. Right.
0: Okay. So that said, when, when does the question, when, when does it oh, apply? Yeah, right? Right. I, guess I, yeah, that's... I guess I didn't answer your question. Yeah. Point, that was, that I? actually yeah. was my question. But Okay. Yeah. okay sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, right. Three
1: situations, college, grad school, and the one that's most important for most professionals, recruiters. Now let, let's take each one in turn. Look, if you're in college now, you're going to be asked this question. Don't assume that because the recruiter is from Frito-Lay headquarters in Plano, Texas, that that's where the job is. Don't assume that all Coca-Cola jobs are in Atlanta, or that all Procter & Gamble jobs are in Cincinnati. Just like we won't assume that your college career office um, will be telling you where the jobs are. We, We never assume smart things on the part of college career offices. More importantly, don't assume that the recruiter thinks you're only interviewing for jobs in one location. They know you have other options if you're interviewing on campus
0: with other companies, with other jobs, and other locations. That's fine. Okay. But they're not asking to size up the competition.
1: Um, no. I mean, in, in a way they are, but only later in, in the process. We'll cover why they're asking in, in a second. Um, my point was that it's a legitimate question to ask because people do make decisions on the basis of location. That's all. Right? People do. Right? Hey, all of the things being equal, which as you've heard me say a million times, never are, but all of the things being equal, if I had a job in, in, um, Ohio and, and one in, in Seattle, you know, I choose the one in Ohio. I, you know, I prefer the Midwest and nothing against Seattle. I, Seattle's great. Um, I just prefer the Midwest, uh, to Seattle. Uh, so it's fine to have a, a preference. Okay. Grad school though is, is the second possible place you're going to get this question. And again, it's the same basic principle, right? Um, As you get older, it's more likely you are going to be more tied to a location than you were in college. More people from grad, in grad school, in business schools particularly, but there are other, other grad schools that obviously there are interviews in, um, tend to have more of a restriction or a concern regarding location or a tighter preference. But that doesn't mean that the recruiter is any less likely to be worried about where her jobs are for you or what other companies might be offering uh, in terms of location. It's likely you're going to get asked there, even if the company is only hiring for one location or perhaps two. And in this case, it is a form of handicapping for them, how
0: likely they are to get you based on other opportunities and what your preference is and so on. Right. But but the most likely place that the biggest percentage of our audience will hear this question is from recruiters, right? I mean, that's generally where folks get it. Yeah, exactly. If you've graduated from college
1: or from grad school, then for you, you're not going to get this if you drive across town for a first interview with a firm in your industry. But if you talk to a recruiter, it's very possible she will ask you about your location preference. Her world is broader than your town. And she wants to keep every option open for you and for potential companies, provided you're good, that she possibly can. And this is a situation that's most likely to catch people. I talk to recruiters who say this is a question that people stumble over. You expected the question coming out of school, but it's been a few years. Maybe it's been five, maybe it's been 10, maybe it's been 15. And you aren't expecting it. From a recruiter because you haven't thought about it because you've lived in Chicago all your life or you've lived in Dallas and so right. you just you're talking to a Dallas recruiter and and it and then suddenly you go well I you know I guess I'll go anywhere I mean, right
0: um so anyway right right and then like you said they stumble over it and yeah. then the recruiter gets this impression that what the the interviewee is saying is really what the interviewee thinks that a recruiter wants to hear instead of yes. how they really feel right
1: yeah exactly they 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 think oh. I caught them flat footed. The recruiter thinks I caught him flat footed. So he's going to say whatever he needs to say as far to my side, the best possible answer I can get, which is I'm wide open just to get over that moment of tension or whatever. And then he's figuring, well, he can come back later and decide, you know, to tighten that up a little bit. Yeah. It, it, it's not so much the recruiter doubts what you say your, your preference is. If in fact you do state a preference, but they also begin to doubt how ready you are for a surge. And how smooth and professional and persuasive, and that's a key word, persuasive, you'll be in interviews that she sets up for you because you clearly weren't ready for a question that everybody ought to know that every recruiter asks, which is, what's your location preference? And they don't want you to to be gaming the system, to be telling them what they want to hear and then to drop a bomb on a
0: client you know, when you're actually interviewing in front of the people who pay them their salaries. It's interesting to me that you added in there that phrase that she sets up for you, right? Mm -hmm. As if her credibility is on the line for folks she brings to to other (gasps) yeah, you think company.
1: Yeah, you think maybe? Yeah, Yeah, people get upset. They say, look, my resume is great. I wonder why she's not sending me somewhere. Well, believe me, if you were good and she thought you had a chance and you would make her look good,
0: you'd be in front of companies. Simple as that. Right, right, right. So another reason why maybe understanding the perspective of the recruiter might be, yeah, might be useful. Okay, so you have to be ready.
1: You know, can I, can I just let me just add to that a little bit? You, you may another. I think what you said almost exactly is another situation where understanding what the recruiter wants might be useful. This is one of the most important underlying themes of when we teach interviewing and career tools is: is the more you understand about what the recruiter wants, the better off you're going to be. Right? Yeah, no doubt. You, th- yeah. you think? <laughs> <don't know>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Communication is what the listener does.
0: Anyway. Yeah. So you have to be prepared to and be ready to nail your answer. Because the question is going to come, right? So be, right. be ready to nail it. So that said, it would be good to be clear about the question itself. Right. 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 Simple.
1: Here's how it might sound. What's your location preference? That's an easy one, right? It might also sound like, how do you feel about location? And or where do you want to live? These questions are designed to determine whether you're prepared enough to know where the job is, assuming that's knowable, whether location is a preference or a restriction for you, and there is a difference, and we'll talk about it, and yes, to a lesser degree, to handicap the company's chances, assuming there are multiple opportunities for you. It's important to know those things, like we alluded to earlier, we think, because you've got to have an answer that addresses all of them, that makes the recruiter feel good about all parts of that.
0: Yeah. And it goes back to my earlier point. I just love it when we get into this stuff in the individual cast because we get to expand upon that recruiter's perspective, right? I mean, we're not asking anybody to lie here or to say something that's not truthful what we want right. everyone to have is the best answer that they can truthfully give. And the more you understand the why of a question, the more that you can be sure that your answer is effective and and frankly feel good about it and feel that it's effective. Yeah, and
1: and and I've I found from teaching stuff for a long darn time that feeling is so important. You know, us high Ds as dominant personalities joke about not caring about how other people feel, right? If I wanted you know, if I wanted to have feelings, I would have given them told you what to, what they were going to be. Um, but an interview, delivering a good answer, is we feel is different than delivering a good answer and knowing that it's good. Look, there's enough self doubt in interviews as it is. If you just come off a tough question, and then you get a, you get a question you're totally ready for and you can nail, you get out of that downward spiral. You essentially say, wow, I got that one, and I know I got that one.
0: Okay, so let's get to the actual the answer. We've been talking about the question, so what is the best answer?
1: There are two parts to it. First, you state your preference, and then you state the important caveat that everyone else so often leaves out. Okay, so it sounds like this. I'd prefer to be in the Midwest, In the midwestern u.s all of the things being equal but i'll go anywhere for the right opportunity so this person prefers the midwest part of the u.s but is open to going anywhere it might also be i'd like to stay in the tri-state area but i'll go anywhere for the right opportunity or i'd prefer london but i'm open to the uk and
0: even europe for the right opportunity for me okay but what about people who won't move i know there are folks right now listening who are wondering why they have to state such a large preference. Yeah, okay, technically you don't have to state such a large preference. It's
1: fine not to, and we're gonna cover exceptions and, and, and what that means in a second, okay? But I think we first have to make the case here for the best answer, and, and frankly, to encourage folks to broaden their thinking a little bit. L- let's start with the issue of, of region, right? We recommend you start w- with a region. If you can keep your preference to a region, Again, we recommend you do that if at all possible. And this goes to Horseman's first law of interviewing, which is until you got something, you got nothing. And relatedly, there are two parts to every job search, getting offers, and then after that, taking offers. When you're asked this question, you don't have an offer yet because an offer includes the location of the position you're going to be taking, so therefore they wouldn't be asking you your preference. They would have already known that. At this point, before you have an offer, you want to reduce uncertainty about you, which in this phrase means reducing the chances of being told no. We state a region to reduce the limitations on the recruiter. I have to say that when I hear that someone has a regional preferences, it's a preference, it says to me, okay, here's a smart candidate. They know it's okay to have a preference, totally okay, but it makes it harder for me to hire them the smaller that preference gets. If they get too small, I begin to feel they no longer really have a preference, they really have a restriction. And and while restrictions are okay, you, it's your life, you have to understand that your restriction limits my ability to put you in front of a great job. Uh, if you have a restriction, that tends to turn me off a little bit because growth opportunities, promotional opportunities in my business usually require movement. I'm not saying you have to be a corporate vagabond and move every two years. Some people do that and they're always written up and people are always talking about, I had 13 moves in my career, whatever, but you don't have to do that in all cases. But the opposite of that is also a negative staying, saying I'm only going to stay in one place because it limits your opportunity. Having a restriction isn't a good persuasive move now. And it may also be saying something about his or her potential to move later again not good. And, and again, I want to come back. We're going to cover exceptions in a second because it's okay for people to not want to do, not want to move. It's okay. You just have to understand the
0: consequences. Right. Of that. Well, a good reminder for folks might be, particularly for those folks who have not purchased the interviewing series we offer on the website, is that the purpose of the interview is not to get a job. Yeah. The purpose of the interview is to get an offer. Right. And, and, that, and that's, the, that's where we're trying to eliminate risk and uncertainty. Right? Don't right. give the recruiter one more reason to say no, which, frankly, they're inclined to do.
1: Yeah, Exactly. They're going to say no. If you give them an, one or two reasons to say no, they'll just say no, and they'll look for somebody better. Um, And my guess is, based on when we're recording this, in the next year or two, unemployment is going to be creeping up. Companies are going to have more of an upper hand. Everybody says there's a big talent drain and everything. Yes, there is. And in the next couple of years, there are going to be a lot of people who feel like the job market is flooded with people. And anytime you increase the number of concerns that a recruiter or a manager has about you, you reduce your chances of being successful. Again, you don't want to twist yourself into somebody you're not in order to get a job, but we want to ask you, how flexible can you be to increase your chances? It'd be much better to have three offers and then choose the one that has the best location for you, all of the things being equal, which again, they never are. Um, it'd be much better. And the way you do that is by being as broad as possible about your preference, knowing that in the end, you can tune, turn down a location that you don't like. And it's okay to do that. And I just want to say one more thing here real quick. Suppose um, you you told me something that caused me to think you were restricted. And you weren't really a developmental candidate yet, although in four or five years you might be. What if you said that to me and then you found out later that, you know, gosh, that was a really great. I know you said you really want to stay in New York City. And, and, you know, it's too bad because I have this job in Philly that pays about $50,000 more than you're making. And this company would love you. Perfect cultural fit. And then you say, well, I I would have taken that in a second. Well, how how would I know that? Right. You, You just said you really want to stay in New York. Right. Well, yeah, but I didn't know you had these other opportunities. Oh, so in other words, I'm supposed to tell you every possible opportunity and let you pick and choose from my card file? I don't think so. Yeah. Right? So what you're doing is you're throwing a big lasso around a broader area so the recruiter can think about different jobs for you, and you don't know what he or she is going to
0: be looking at, and you just don't want to rule yourself out early. That situation there sounds somewhat hypothetical, but I'll, I'll give you an opportunity to oh. to, to share some oh. a, a real oh. story because I'm yeah. sure what you just okay, described would never happen. Um, yeah, that n- 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 that's we'll, never we'll, happened in We'll real come back life. to that. We'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah. So so okay, so you state your preference first, and then you give this caveat of being open to anything. But right. before we talk more about the caveat, why not just reduce uncertainty immediately? Like immediately by saying, Hey, I'll go anywhere, but I prefer Northern Europe, right? Give give a little bit more focus to the fact that you're flexible uh, right. over your preference. I mean, that gets a caveat out there, and it should reassure the recruiter, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, But, but, but look,
1: it, it, you're right. In principle, that, that makes sense. But, but in doing so, you violate another fundamental principle. You don't answer the question first. That's one of our five biggest mistakes that everybody makes in interviews from the interviewing series, right? Um, not answering the question. Use, and not using the great marine acronym bluff, B-L-U-F, bottom line up front. Um, what did the recruiter ask for? Preference. What do too many people do? Try to eliminate the negative by saying what you want us to know versus what we said we wanted to know. Frankly, this irritates recruiters. We allow you to say, hey, I'm open afterwards. But we do understand you have a preference and we need to know it. Save us the time of getting irritated at you for telling us what you want us to know and just answer the question. And that means preference first, and then caveat.
0: Ouch to the to the the person who gets it backwards. <laughs>
1: yeah, a, a little, bit, a little bit. You know, again, you you said it earlier, right? Interviewing is an artificial reality designed to keep people out. We're here to help you understand that artificiality and help you play to win. That's
0: all. All right, we got to answer the question. Well, assuming we answer the question, bottom line up front. Now, tell me, why is that caveat? Why is that so important? Yeah, because a preference without an openness caveat is a
1: restriction in the mind of a recruiter. It really gets even worse if your preference is smaller than a region and you don't say you're open. In other words, you say, look, I prefer to be in Chicago, right? That's not a region, and then you don't follow up with saying... I'm will consider anything for the right opportunity uh, and a related point here. If you don't tell us you're open to other locations, how do we know that you are to my point earlier? We ask people to move all the time. The more you're open to moving, the more you're able to grow in responsibility at most mid and large companies. Now we're not saying this is, this is a question you won't get asked at small companies for all, you know, they're expanding and they're going to open an office in Phoenix, right? right? If you have any career progression on your resume, we will assume that's something you'll expect if you come to work for us. If you say you're limited to one city by, by essentially not broadening your preference to a region, and then also not saying you'll consider anywhere for the right opportunity, we have to assume as a function of the talent management responsibilities we have to our firm that you're going to be less flexible in your career than somebody who is genuinely open. And this is a strike against you. I'm sorry. It just is. We don't hire just for today. We hire for now and five to 10 years from now. We're sorry about that. But you're going to do the exact same thing when you're interviewing, um, whether it's two or five or 10 years down. You're going to be thinking about building an organization rather than filling a position if you're halfway smart.
0: Right. But doesn't this get mitigated a bit or at least a little for truly top performers? I mean, I know what I look for is talent and I'll be more flexible for them if they... Need me to be right, yeah. Definitely,
1: definitely. I, I see your point, but also, no, let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up Buttercup is marrying Humperdinck in a little less than half an hour. So, all we have to do is get in, break up the wedding, steal the princess, make our escape after I kill Count Rugen. What? <laughs> That's from the movie *Princess Bride*. One of the oh. best, one of the best movie ever. He he he's asked this question at the end. The, the the hero says, "What's our situation?" He says, "Let me explain." No, there is too much. Let me sum up. <laughs> I can go. And my point is, I just feel you know. I feel like in these casts, you ask me a question, and I've got, I've got thirty more minutes to talk about. And and yet I know that people worry that I'm verbose at times. Back to explaining. Okay. You're Please. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having a restriction matters less with recruiters if you're really, really good. My point Your exactly. Sit- yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Totally right. Your situation is somewhat different as an executive, right? Because you weren't recruiting broadly for the entire company uh, and all the positions generally were in one location. And this is one of those problems where managers think that because they've been interviewing, they've been an interviewer, if you will, they're naturally going to be good At being interviewed as being an interviewee but that's just not always so in fact it's in my experience it's rarely so um because they they extrapolate their own experience recruiting for a small set of positions to being recruited for a bunch of positions which may in fact be it's just not necessarily good training it's better training than nothing but it's not great training but you're right if you're really good you can get away with a feeling about location that is more like a restriction than a preference right But here's the problem, right? Far too many people think they're good when in fact, no offense, folks, you're not. Because it's not what you think. It's what the recruiter thinks. And they're probably having a somewhat less egotistical evaluation of your background than you are. And if you really are good, right? So too many people think they're good when in fact they're not. And so they think they can get away with more of a restriction than a preference. But look, if you really are good, saying you have a preference and are open won't hurt you. And the company will work with you to get the location you want. But if you're not that good, in the eyes of the recruiter anyway, and then you think you are, and again, you state something that feels like a restriction to the recruiter, you're going to be ruled out and you may never find out why. So our recommendation is to do it our way as long as you can be truthful. There's no downside. But there is a downside to saying, I am good, so therefore I don't have to answer this completely. I can have a restriction.
0: Yeah, I get this huge flashback that I'm back in college and somebody's drawing a two-by-two matrix and talking about the existence of God, but okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's another horseman's wager. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, again, another one of those little details that simply giving out the answer wouldn't reveal. I mean, yeah, right. we we have a lot of smart listeners and we know that all of you want to not only know what to do and how to do it, but the why to do it. So, um, thank you. Okay. So, so you, t- you talked earlier about exceptions. So let's talk about exceptions. Um, there are exceptions and they're fine. Yeah, sure. Look, said. exceptions are totally fine.
1: You just have to understand the consequences. This is a bit like the, you know, you, I joke all the time, I'd rather be playing golf. No, you wouldn't. If you'd rather be playing golf, if you really would rather be doing that, you would go do it. You just don't like the consequences associated with it. Look, if you and your spouse will only live in Barcelona, because your aging parents are there, because you have a special needs child, and, and the school is connected to you in a special way. You play in a band there, your spouse runs a nonprofit that is affected by geography, or you just love the schools in general for your children. Fine. We are totally fine with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, my preference is probably a little tight for you, but I've got to stay in Barcelona, or I, I really only want to search in Paris, or oh, really only in New York, or oh, really even only in
0: Atlanta." You know, my 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 grandmother is there. That's right. great. It's fine. Okay, um, look at folks. I, I just want to make it clear that we're not resp- responsible for any uh, medical liability for all the listeners whose head just spun on their the <laughs> axis of their neck about 720 <laughs> degrees. I think they're kind of scratching their heads going like, I thought you said there was a right answer. What yeah. Are you doing Let me, there? me explain.
1: No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, we don't lay out the quote, right answer so that everybody's going to say it. We share it this way so that you increase your chances in an interview. If you can truthfully say it, I'm, I'm really not terribly tolerant of folks who say you're teaching everyone to say the same things. We're not. We want everybody to be fully informed about interviews because it seems a shame to have so many qualified people to be told no for stupid reasons that if they had known what the rules of the game were, they would have had great answers, right? Companies don't want that either, by the way. But we've become accustomed, as a, as, a, as a recruiter, we've become accustomed to our own rules of behavior, and we've lost sight in some cases of why they exist. Look, we didn't say there's a right answer. We say there's a smart answer or a smart way of delivering an answer, in this case, about your preferences regarding location, that speaks to the recruiter in the recruiter's language.
0: Right. And in this case, no recruiter wants you to be untruthful about how you feel about where you want to work, Right. Right, right,
1: right. So, look, if you won't move, it's okay to say, I really want to stay in Atlanta. Or, for now, I'm only looking at opportunities in Southeast Asia because of my husband's
0: career. We honor that. Which leads us to the point that you made as you started, as long as you are okay with the consequences of that answer.
1: Right. What people want is they want to eat their cake and then have it too, right? Right. Um, look, if you want to stay in Southeast, a- Southeast Asia, that's fine. But if the job we're looking at you for is a growth position, one that we could only give to those who have upward mobility and potential, and several of the paths that could lead you to take you out of Southeast Asia in the next year or two, let's say, we're going to consider your restriction, because that is a restriction to our talent management. We don't just hire for jobs. We hire talent for a career. We're going to consider your restriction in our hiring plans, your tight preference, which is completely reasonable for you, and we totally respect it, is also a legitimate concern for us in filling this developmental role. Because if we can't promote you out of Southeast Asia, this role is a drain on our talent management and development processes if we fill it with you.
0: And frankly, talent is a big problem for most companies right now. So, okay, let's let's revisit that hypothetical you gave us about this, you know, situation where somebody was adversely impacted by their answer to this question. So yeah, yeah. I I'm sure it's not nearly as bad as the hypothetical you described, but can, yeah. you, can you give us a couple <laughs> examples that are illustrative of this location right. dilemma. Okay.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nicely put. The first one is a simple one, and it actually happened to a friend of mine, a longtime New York City guy. Loved the Yankees, family there, parents there, wife's parents there. When asked about location, felt at this point in his career, you know, senior manager, may have been a junior VP, I don't know, felt like he could kind of be himself. And he said, look, I'm a New York kind of guy. The recruiter totally heard him. And here's a guy, basically what the recruiter heard was, here's a guy that likes to and wants to live in the city. No problem. There's tons of opportunities in the city, right? Two weeks later, a buddy of this guy, this friend of mine, comes up to him and says, Hey man, pat me on the back. I just got a huge, huge raise and a promotion of, you know, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to DC to run a sister division. And my friend (laughs) was totally stunned. Even though his buddy was qualified, that was a job that he would have killed for and was surprised. He hadn't even been considered. And he called the recruiter and said, man, no offense, but can't believe you chose my friend. And the recruiter actually didn't know they were friends. Right. Um, And he said, look, I, you know, maybe I didn't, you know, help me a little bit, clear down, better qualified. And the recruiter agreed, said, yeah, I would he love to have you. But he, I didn't think you would leave New, York, leave New York City. And th- my friend told him, for that job, I would have. Oh, God, <laughs> talking about a Romeo yeah. and Juliet moment, you know. Yeah, exactly. They wanted to end up together and they ended up not together because one, you know, they just, they didn't end up together. And the reason why is because he thought he could be himself and and he thought the person understood because he was talking to a recruiter that of course he was open to other things, but he thought he'd be coy or cute and he didn't answer the question the smart way. He answered it his way and he missed an opportunity. Now, look, if they offered him a job in DC and a 50% raise, and we're talking about a guy who makes a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, so a 50% raise is not trivial, Right. He could have easily said, you know what? I've thought about it. Maybe I need to make a choice on family for the next two years. Let's talk again when I'm more open. Or he could have said to his wife, man, that's the job I really want. It could get me back into New York in five years running an entire company, um, you know, that has P&L and all kinds of other stuff. You know, let's move now and then come back um but no he didn't he never got the opportunity and and it was a it was a thorn in his side because his buddy did and he won he wanted his buddy to be happy but he realized that he could have done the job better than his buddy
0: okay so okay so out of your entire experience in life and recruiting you have one example and surely there's not more
1: (laughs) my second one is one of my my deep personal favorites because it involves two cities i like and um and involves my old alma mater, Procter & Gamble. It, this is, it is much more simplistic. Two companies, Coke, Coca-Cola in Atlanta, and Procter & Gamble in Cincinnati. Again, for those who don't know, Coke is in Atlanta, in the southeastern United States, and Procter & Gamble is headquartered in Cincinnati, Ohio, which I think is the only thing going on in Cincinnati, Ohio. Please, if you're from Cincinnati, don't don't write me about that. I love Cincinnati, okay? Cincinnati's in the Midwestern U.S., okay? So, this kid I know is interviewing and he's excited about jobs at Coke and at Proctor, which are two great companies. You know, great way to start your career. You know, uh, always choose early in your career, choose quality companies that helps your, your career path. Um, and as it turns out, this guy's wife is from Cincinnati and she'd love to live there. And he had actually stated the Midwestern United States as a preference. Coke, Coca Cola, offers him a job in Cincinnati, knowing he has a Midwestern preference. And Proctor offers him a better job, a notably better job that he's excited about. And if the, both the jobs are in the same location, he would definitely choose the Proctor job. But Proctor offers him in Atlanta. That's where the developmental opportunity is for right. this guy. So to me, it's a funny story because it's a weird coincidence that Koch offered the guy a job in Cincinnati. Obviously, obviously because that's what his preference was. And they had mentioned, they found out in the interview that his wife was from Cincinnati, right? So they were smart. The kid clearly is good. They're trying to hire him. And then, of course, Proctor says, in the back of their mind, Proctor's probably thinking, okay, um, he wants to come back to Cincinnati. That's kind of a good thing, right? He he wants to be in Cincinnati, and we can get him there. There's no problem. But really, the best job for him to grow and develop is in Atlanta. And what does the guy do? He takes the coke job because his wife's preference – for the midwestern u.s and being in cincinnati
0: i can see what's coming here yeah right <laughs> talk right.
1: about penny wise and pound foolish as they say he takes the coat job does well and gets promoted to atlanta <laughs> and i'm telling you cocaine ever sending him back to cincinnati And now, of course, he wants to stay in Cincinnati, but he can't get hired at Procter & Gamble at this point because Procter is famous for only making entry-level hires. Folks, this guy turned down a job with a company headquartered where he wanted to live to take a job that would temporarily put him there. And then it ended up – that job he took ended up taking him forever away from where he wanted to live. You've got to have a long-term appreciation of what your location preference means when you start talking about it. Understand the consequences – be smart. Okay.
0: I'm not going to ask you for another example. I I, I got the no. feeling at this point that you probably have several others that we could share with folks. But If don't you would just, if,
1: if, yeah, if exactly, if people will just not try to make the job that you're interviewing for perfect, don't make the perfect, the enemy, the good, you'll end up in a much better place. Cause you can always say no, if you don't like the job
0: or the location. Right. Okay. With those examples, let's, let's, finish up with our last point, which is how to handle the potential follow-up question. I mean, the, the, the interviewer, you, you give the perfect answer. Right. And then they have a follow-up question. What's yeah. that? And how do we, how do we, yeah. how do we have The follow-up
1: that? question? The follow-up question is easy. Would you consider an opportunity
0: in location X? And inevitably, right. That location X is not in your stated preference area. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <It's, laughs> exactly it's a rule. It's right. a from
1: the movie roadhouse. Um, and the right answer, there is, a, there is a smart answer, not the right answer, depends, right? If, if they say Anchorage, Alaska, and your wife says, I'll never go to Alaska, if your husband says, I'll never go back to, to Florida, whatever, um, then obviously don't do that. Unless, you, unless your spouse later says, well, for $50,000 more, I guess I would consider Alaska or something. But, but the, the, the smart answer is, of course, I'd consider it. Or you would say, of course, I'm looking for the right opportunity not the right location. Too many mis- people mistakenly believe that they have just been given insider information. In other words, this is the job I'm considering you for, or where it's located, right? And they are being asked to comment on how great that location is. And so they tend to say, well, gosh, I'd prefer to be X rather than in this. I'd rather be in my preference rather than location X. But that is not what is happening what is happening is that there's a possible opening there, and the recruiter is thinking about considering you for it. Again, for all you know, it pays $50,000 more than the job you thought you were interviewing for, and it reports to the CEO of the company. Believe me, believe us, if all you know is location,
0: you want to say yes, because what we're asking you is to consider it. Right. Consideration is not acceptance. And, right. like it, and if you really actually do get the offer, you can say no to it. Right. If the other factors in your decision don't overrule the location that's outside your preference, you absolutely can say no to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: because your point earlier, right? You said I think you said it earlier, which, which is there are two parts, right? There are getting offers and taking offers. You can't take an offer you don't get, and you want to get an offer and then decide whether or not you want to take it. But too many people wanna to, want to try to manipulate exactly the offer they get. And folks, I don't know anybody who's that good. You're just not. Uh, right. Yeah, we're teaching interviewing behavior here, not acceptance behavior. We're not teaching you how to craft the job. We're teaching you how to get an offer. Your purpose in interviewing is to get the offer. Again, once you get the offer, you're no longer interviewing. You're deciding, and there are different rules.
0: Wow. I think that does it. Who would have known there was so much? One simple little question. (laughs) Right. And I imagine there's a whole lot more around interviewing. Oh, yeah. All right. So why don't we wrap this one up?
1: Yeah. Okay, Three. there are three situations you're going to get asked this question, college, grad school, and most importantly for most managers, recruiters, and you don't get interviewed by a recruiter in the first couple of years, and so you get out of touch with interviewing, and then you get asked the question, and you stumble over it. Don't do that. The question itself is, what is your location preference, or how do you feel about location, or where do you want to live, or where do you want to work? And the answer is, you state a region as a preference, and then you state a caveat, and it sounds like, well, I prefer the Southwest, but I'm willing to go anywhere for the right opportunity because location is not the most important thing to me. Right? Or I prefer to be in Northern Europe, but I'm open to consider anything. Um, the ideal preference is a region. Anything less than that is a restriction. And it's okay to be restricted. Uh, the caveat's important because you've got to tell them I'm not going to make a choice based on location because otherwise it'll be perceived as a restriction. Uh, so you've got to get that caveat out there. Um, it's so many people leave out and look, you can have an exception. You can be tied to a location. We respect that as long as you understand that that may limit the opportunities that we can offer you. Even if, if we have the best opportunity in the world for you and you're restricted to, to, to Seattle and our opportunities in Los Angeles, we're not going to offer it to you because we don't want to go through the process of making you an offer. And having you say no because it takes time and effort and HR and legal to make offers, right? And then be ready to handle the follow-up question, which is, would you consider a position in location X? And the answer is, oh, sure, of course i consider it. Gosh, I'm, I'm open to anything. I'm looking for the right opportunity, not the right location. And then, of course, if it's totally out of the question, if you do really don't want to get to Des Moines, although Des Moines, by the way, is a great town, if you don't want to get to Des Moines, just say, after you get the offer, say, look, I've decided about it. I've looked at all the options, and I really feel there's a better fit somewhere else.
0: Not rocket science. Excellent. All right. As always, thanks, my friend. My pleasure, sir. All right. We'll see you later. All right, folks, that's it for the first Career Tools podcast. We'll see you again next week, where once again, we'll be talking about specific actions you can take to enhance your career. Again, if you haven't already, and you're listening to this for the first time on the Manager Tools feed, please go to the Manager Tools website, www.managertools.com, and sign up for Career Tools. So, until next time. Have a great one. So long, folks.